Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Post-credit sequences can be a way to elegantly tie multiple movies together and get audiences well hyped for them, but they can also be nothing more than big fibs. Now, it's not that studios intentionally lie to audiences and promise things that will never happen, it's just that the nature of big budget filmmaking means that nothing is ever set in stone, and as such, plans for sequels can change massively and make directors wish that they hadn't promised something that they can't deliver on. I'm Josh from WhatCulture.com and these are 10 post-credit scenes that lied. Number 10, Monica Fuentes is coming back, Fast Five. Fast Five may be one of the strongest entries into the franchise, but it also commits arguably one of its greatest sins, by implying the return of a legacy character which ultimately never came to pass. Its mid-credits scene sees Hobbs being handed a dossier by Monica Fuentes, who previously appeared as the female lead way back in Too Fast, Too Furious. Beyond the dossier revealing that Letty was still alive, the scene seemed to suggest that Monica was making a return to the franchise, and would be back for future sequels in some capacity. But lo and behold, four mainline movies movies have released in the decade plus since this scene dropped, and Ava Mendez's spunky federal agent has yet to resurface. Ultimately, Mendez chose to retire from acting a few years after Fast Five's release to raise her family, though Vin Diesel has hinted more recently that she could end up finally returning to the series for the upcoming two-part finale. As it stands though, this post credit scene felt like an outright confirmation that Monica was back, only for her to vanish without a trace immediately afterwards. Number 9, Bond will return in For Your Eyes Only, The Spy Who Loved Me. The end credits of Roger Moore's third James Bond film, The Spy Who Loved Me, customarily informed audiences that 007 will return, as was the tradition at the time, and also confirmed the title of the next Bond film. In this case, the credits stated that Moore's fourth outing as Bond would be in For Your Eyes Only. Yet, due to the phenomenal commercial success of Star Wars the very same summer, a swift change of course was decided. In order to capitalize on Star Wars fever, Bond's sci-fi jaunt Moonraker was rushed into production, impressively releasing less than two years after The Spy Who Loved Me, despite its massively complex and expensive production. The film was a strong commercial success and was followed up by For Your Eyes Only as originally planned, much to the relief of anyone who found the franchise's sci-fi detour a little too silly, even for the standards of Mua era Bond. Number 8. Skynet Lives, Terminator Genesis Terminator Genesis is an interesting example of a post credit scene that went nowhere. It wasn't a result of a sequel never being made, but rather because the sequel decided to blast its events out of continuity pretty much altogether. The fifth Terminator film ends with the post credits revelation that the new version of Skynet, an operating system called Genesis, survived the heroes' attempts to destroy it, its core system still active in a deep underground chamber. This was obviously setting up a sequel where Skynet slash Genesis, physically embodied by Matt Smith, 
Smith would be the overarching antagonist. But due to Genesis's lackluster critical and commercial performance, the franchise soon shifted gears. The sixth film, Terminator Dark Fate, decided to forget the events of the previous three films in the series, serving as a direct sequel instead to Terminator 2 and creating a new continuity where Skynet was permanently destroyed after T2. The twist here, well, a new AI called Legion rises up to take Skynet's place, though its presentation isn't even remotely similar to the Skynet slash Genesis that we see in Terminator Genesis. This, of course, is a classic case of a studio hedging their bets on a new creative direction that fans just weren't interested in, only to then replace it with another a few years later, one which unfortunately also didn't go down particularly well with most fans either. Number 7. It's the end of the Askewniverse, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Okay, so this one is pretty funny and at least pretty weird. 2001's stoner comedy Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back was the fifth entry into Kevin Smith's View Askewniverse, and its post credit scene features a cameo by God herself, aka Alanis Morissette, and I don't mean that metaphorically by the way, who quite literally closes the book on the Askewniverse. The clear implication, of course, was that Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back would be the final entry into Smith's stoner comedy franchise. And though this seemed to be the case for a little while, five years later, Clerks 2 was eventually released and reopened this book. Since then, we've also had an animated film, Jay and Silent Bob's super groovy cartoon movie, as well as Jay and Silent Bob reboot and Clerks 3 recently wrapped shooting. Given that the Askewniverse continues to be Smith's bread and butter IP, which he returns to in between experimenting elsewhere, it was most certainly a premature move to so literally close the book on the franchise a whole 20 years ago. Number 6. Mr. Sinister is Coming and so much more, the X-Men franchise. Alright, strap in, because when it comes to the X-Men franchise, it's full of post credit scenes that either go nowhere or are only half-truths. Take The Last Stand, which ends with the recently deceased Charles Xavier now inhabiting the body of a coma patient, but by the time he turns up in the credits of The Wolverine, he has his old body back somehow. And no, don't tell me it's his twin, that was never ever explained in the movie itself. In the movies, it's just a plot thread that was clearly dropped so the audience didn't have to worry about the logistics of him now being alive. Speaking of of the Wolverine though, that movie ends with a stinger that's supposed to lead into Days of Future Past. Here though, it teases that Wolverine will keep his bone claws that he sports in the finale of that movie, but the sequel then reverts him back to his adamantium knives, at least for the future segments, which this is supposed to follow into. The timeline here also suggests that the Sentinels hunting down mutants crisis is just about to kick off following the end of the Wolverine, but in Days of Future Past, we learn that the Sentinels have apparently been around since the 70s, despite never being mentioned or seen even even though they're a huge threat. The two flicks do connect in the broad strokes, but not as direct sequels, and if you try to piece them together in a proper timeline, you'll only get a headache. The worst of the bunch though is X-Men Apocalypse, which ends with a tantalizing post-credits tease, which sets up X-23 being created from Wolverine's DNA in Logan, but also promised Mr. Sinister as the next big bad in Fox's X-Men franchise. Now he was supposed to show up in Logan until director James Mangold opted not to include him, and he was scheduled to appear in a post-credits scene in the new Mutants, as played by John Hamm, but that was never filmed, and finally he was also meant to play a major part in the Gambit solo movie, which was cancelled entirely, so yeah, another lie. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Number five, Jack Sparrow is basically doomed. Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. The fourth Pirates of the Caribbean film ends with Jack Sparrow marooning his former love Angelica on a desert island because he doesn't know if he can trust her. The post credit scene shows Angelica stranded on the island when, all of a sudden, a voodoo doll of Jack created by her father Blackbeard washes up ashore and she looks at it with menacing intent. The implication here was obvious, that Angelica would be back to torment Jack in the fifth film, using the voodoo doll to get her revenge and enact her will upon the pirate. But when the fifth film, Dead Men Tell No Tales, arrived, in 2017, Angelica was nowhere to be seen, nor was she or her voodoo doll ever mentioned again. Though some fans have used the voodoo doll to explain some of Sparrow's allegedly out-of-character moments in the fifth film, we sadly never got to see a pissed-off Angelica dealing out comedic vengeance on an unsuspecting Jack. Number 4. Thanos Court's Death, The Avengers the original Avengers movie of course ends with the superhero supergroup repelling the Chitauri's attempted invasion of Earth. In the mid-credits scene we see their leader, the other, telling Thanos that to challenge them is to court death. Now, director Joss Whedon, being a huge comic book fan and all, he was clearly here nodding towards the fact that in the comics, Thanos' quest to annihilate half of all life in the universe was initially motivated by his desire to impress a mistress death, the living embodiment of death in this universe. So the choice of words court death was ever evidently deliberate on Whedon's part to hint at Mistress Death's impending arrival in future movies. In the end though, the Russo brothers who went on to direct the other Avengers movies decided that after much deliberation, Mistress Death was just too risky a character to implement, especially with Avengers Infinity War already having to juggle so many other characters. So they opted to streamline Thanos' story by removing Death entirely, and while it may have upset comic book purists hoping to see her in live action form, the Russos certainly got away with the change where more casual audiences were concerned. Number 3. Coming soon, Airplane 3. Airplane 2, the sequel. Airplane 2 The Sequel wraps up with an amusing post-credits tease for another sequel with a tag proclaiming that Airplane 3 is in the works and on the way very soon. The tag is accompanied by a snippet of William Shatner's commander Buck Murdoch paraphrasing the original film's iconic one-liner, that's exactly what they'll be expecting us to do. And considering how quickly Airplane 2 was put together, there didn't seem much doubt that a third film would be on the way soon enough, and Paramount was already in talks with all of the principal cast and crew to return for the threequel before Airplane 2 had even 
even come out. But those plans were scuppered for reportedly two reasons. First, the second film cost four times the original but barely made 15% of its $171 million box office haul. And secondly, according to series star Robert Hayes, he simply refused to return. Either way, it's amusing that Paramount never bothered to remove the tag from home video releases of the film, considering just how easy that would have been. In its own way though, I suppose it kind of functions as one final gag. Number two, it's still alive, Cloverfield. Now this one's really cheeky. Found footage monster movie Cloverfield ends with the US military carpet bombing the hell out of Manhattan in an attempt to kill the titular monster. We don't see the outcome of this attack, though a sliver of reversed audio that plays over the end credits seemingly reveals what happened to the monster Clover. When played backwards, a voice says it's still alive, seemingly confirming Clover's survival and the possibility of a direct sequel. However, this turned out to be nothing more than playful toying by the filmmakers as producer JJ Abrams later confirmed that Clover was indeed killed by the military bombing run. While a straight-up Clover sequel is currently in development, we can therefore assume that with the original Clover being dead, it will focus on yet another monster, possibly one from a parallel universe caused by the events of the Cloverfield Paradox. Number 1. Mia and Ash will team up, Evil Dead 2013 2013's Evil Dead may be a soft reboot of the iconic horror franchise, but the implications of its brief post-credit stinger suggested a clear desire on the part of the filmmakers to unite the two iterations of the IP. See, after the credits, there's a fleeting cameo from original franchise protagonist Ash, who says his iconic line, groovy, and turns to the camera. That's it, the end. Now, while you could freely interpret this as nothing more than just a cute easter egg for franchise loyalists, many fans believed it to be directly implying that Ash would be teaming up with the reboot's protagonist Mia in a future film. And this was actually recently confirmed by director Fed Alvarez, who stated that he was indeed planning an Ash-Mia team-up movie, but plans were thrown into a tailspin after Sam Raimi proceeded with the Ash vs. Evil Dead TV series. After the show's cancellation, Bruce Campbell officially retired as Ash, in turn killing the planned crossover Dead. Instead, the series' cinematic future is set to continue with the recently wrapped second soft reboot Evil Dead Rise, which won't involve either Ash or Mia. 